Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here it is, the season two finale. If you enjoy End of All Hope or any of the other podcasts that Seven Land produces and would like to help out, we do have a Patreon page. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash seven lamb, that's the number seven L-A-M-B, you can find plenty of bonus content with more on the way. Uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month, and it really does help us out. It all goes to paying actors, buying software, sound effects, music equipment, stuff like that. It takes a lot of time and money to produce shows like this, so we do appreciate anything that people are willing to donate. Uh, we want to thank the patrons that have been helping us so far. You guys definitely make it a lot easier on us. So if you would like to donate, that's patreon.com slash 7lamb, the number 7, L-A-M-B. Thanks, and enjoy the season 2 finale of End of All Hope. Seven Lamb Productions presents to you End of All Hope Season 2 Episode 16 A Different World Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Me. Fuck me! <coughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh my god! <coughs> oh god! I was on my knees outside the car. Ambridge and Harris were pacing in front of me. We were covered in the blue, the blue slime. It had blasted its way into the car, covering each of us from head to toe. It felt like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. It's like we just climbed out of a swamp. It's in my fucking eyes. I I swear to God, man. What are we going to do? What if this shit turns us? I won't be one of those things. (coughs) I don't feel any different. It it could take a time. I'm serious, Ambridge. If I start to turn, put a bullet right in my head. Calm down. I'm not doing anything yet. Ambridge opened the trunk and guzzled some water. He threw a bottle to me, then Harris. We all chugged, spit, and chugged some more. I washed off my face. What the hell is this?
Shit, we need to go. Go? Look at the car! The car was a mess. Blue slime dripped from the doors. It was everywhere. We gotta get out of here. Those things are coming. I think they're drawn to this shit. Are you sure it's not just the loud spaceship noise they're drawn to? They eat this stuff. We saw that. So those ships are just laying down kibble for their pets? In the car. Damn it. We all jumped in. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. It's probably all over the engine. I tried wiping the windows down with an already soaked blanket. All it did was smear the slime. Come on, work. Work. Yes! There we go. Let's get the fuck out of here. An hour later, we found an abandoned gas station. The place had been ransacked. The door lay on the ground. The windows busted. Most of the stuff inside was either stolen or broken. We all changed clothes that we had stored in the trunk. The bathroom faucet still ran, and we were able to clean the car and refill our water bottles. I grabbed an empty bottle from inside and scooped some of the blue slime. I sealed it with the cap, but I poked a hole in top to allow for airflow. I feel okay, but I know it affects people differently. It may not affect us the same way as a bite. Hell, man, it it could be worse. Well, as long as I'm not feeling any different, I'm not going to think about it. Hey, what are you doing? Taking a sample? Why? I want to see what happens. Happens with what? With this stuff. Over time. After we finished cleaning the car... We filled the gas cans and took off. The car was as clean as we could get it. I climbed into the back seat and put the bottle with the slime in the seat next to me. Taking a sample was something Ava would do. She would be fascinated with this stuff. My mind wandered, and I thought about Mark and Ava making their way to California. Were they close? Was travel as hard for them as it was for us? I'm sure Ava and Mark would make it way before we did. Nothing would stop Ava from reaching Scott. Nothing.
The chains were constantly digging into my wrists. It was painful and hard to sleep at night. It had been two nights since Adam had shot Carson, point blank. Carson's body was still slumped next to me, but Adam had his son cover Carson's body with a blanket. It wasn't for our benefit, but for Melissa's, so she didn't have to stare at the dead body while she changed our bandages and brought us food. You know, Ava, we could still try. That guy is crazy. If we try to escape... If we stay here, things could get worse. I mean, all we've been doing is sitting here for God knows what. Mark wanted to try Carson's plan of securing a fork and fighting Melissa and Ben. But it scared me. Seeing Adam's wrath made it evident that he would go to extreme measures. Adam hated him. Carson stole from him. And I hit his son with a rock. We don't stand much of a chance with this guy. What happens when they run out of food? We'll be shit out of luck. He's either going to kill us or let us starve. Maybe I can talk to her. Who? Melissa? No, that brother of hers won't allow it. When she brings us food. But when she comes down here to change our bandages and to check on us, she's alone sometimes. Ava, have you learned anything? Yes, I learned that we have to get out of here. If my plan doesn't work... Then we'll do it your way. Fine. You better hurry, though. I feel like our time's running out. We weren't sure how long we had. We heard a lot of commotion upstairs, sometimes fighting. Mark and I assumed that they were trying to fix up the house, but we never knew what the fighting was about. Obviously, Adam was upset with his kids for feeding Carson, but that was over. Adam made sure of that. The next morning when the door opened, I expected to see Melissa come down with a tray of food. But instead, it was Ben, her brother. He put on a pair of gloves as he walked past me. He didn't say anything. He walked over to Carson's body and unchained him. Here. Your dad says wrap him up in this. Neil was standing on the staircase. I thought maybe they were going to usher us to the alcove behind the stairs so we could go to the bathroom again. That was the only time Neil ever showed his face so he could watch and make sure we didn't try anything while Ben lengthened our chains. It was disgusting and we had to do it in a bucket. I even caught Neil trying to catch a glimpse of me a few times. But they weren't here for us. Not this time. Ben walked over to it unfolded it, and rolled up Carson's body. He seemed to struggle with it, but Neil had disappeared back upstairs, offering no help. Once wrapped, Ben threw Carson's body over his shoulder. Some blood ran down his back as he lumbered upstairs. You think they'll uh, cook him up if food runs low? Please don't joke about that, Mark. I'm just glad they got rid of his body. It was really starting to smell in here. Made me sick. That could be us. That will be us if we don't do anything. She hasn't come down to check on her bandages in a while. That might be Daddy's doing. 
Another day passed. No Melissa and no food. Maybe because food was running low, that meant meals would be less frequent. Obviously, they would worry about feeding themselves before feeding the strangers in the basement. I need to stretch, but my leg is killing me. Can you stand? Not with the way my arms are. Mark adjusted his weight and tried stretching his good leg slowly. Oh, fuck these people. Just then, some light from upstairs seeped in and a person headed downstairs. It was Melissa. Dad found some chickens when searching houses. She had brought us food. Two plates of shredded chicken. Normally, when she brought food with her, her brother accompanied her. So this was odd. I'm not supposed to, but... Melissa had brought the keys with her, too. She freed one of my hands. This was surprising. I saw Mark's eyes widen as he stared at the forks on the tray. Mark motioned with his head towards the silverware. After Melissa finished with me, she made her way over to Mark. As she unlocked the chain, freeing a hand, I could see Mark ready himself. I shook my head fervently. I knew he wanted to take this chance, but her family was upstairs. There was no way we would make it. I continued to shake my head. No, Mark, don't. Once she freed his hand, Mark reached for the fork. I mouthed the word no as Melissa turned her back to Mark. I know he saw his chance. He raised the fork. No, Mark. Don't do it. Melissa! Ben made his way downstairs. I told you to wait for me. It's not a big deal. It is if Dad saw you. You know you're not supposed to have the keys. Give them. Here. Mark had lowered his weapon and used it to eat his chicken. We ate in silence as Melissa and Ben whispered back and forth. At one point, she motioned to her arm and showed her brother a large, dark bruise. Exactly. Don't come down here by yourself. Not to feed them. Don't need to piss him off anymore. Mark and I finished, and we were locked back up. Ben and Melissa made their way back upstairs. <sighs> Shit. That was our chance. Ben would have shot you. Not if I got her down and put that fork to her throat. She had the keys and everything. We could have gotten out of here. With your leg? Damn it, Ava. We have to try something. I am going to try something. She's going to come back to check on us. Alone. You really think you're going to be able to talk your way out of this one? Just ask her to let us go and she's going to do it willingly. I knew that she wouldn't just let us go. But seeing that bruise and hearing the fights upstairs... I had an idea. We had finally made it into Colorado. Again, we were forced to take side streets. A few times we were forced to find alternate routes. But making it into Colorado was a huge step forward. Ambridge was hoping to make it to Denver by tomorrow. With the sundown, we ended up finding a stretch of road that seemed out of the way enough. 
There's a small plot of grass on the side of the road, with dense foliage on both sides, which easily concealed us. You sure you don't want to get some rest? It's hard for me. I've been having trouble sleeping. Too many nightmares. If you want, I can stay up and keep watch. No, I'm in the same boat. Now that we're so close to Denver, my anxiety's kicking in. At least Harris isn't having any problems sleeping. That dude could sleep through a tornado. I picked up the water bottle with the slime inside. It had been two days since the ship sprayed us in the car, but the slime inside the bottle was already changing. In fact, it resembled algae, as if I had used the bottle to skim the top of a small pond. I swirled the contents around, examining it in the moonlight. What is it? Two days ago, it was pure slime, and now it looks like algae. It's seeming more plant-like with each passing day. It's also filled out more. Two days ago, it was only a fifth of the bottle, and now it's nearly half. What does that mean? I think it's growing. So it's alive? It reminds me of algae, but obviously it isn't any type I know of. But if it is a plant or something similar, then that means it is growing. Those things were eating it. Which would make them herbivores. Herbivores that attack people? That's common. There are plenty of herbivores that attack due to territory, protection of the young, and survival in general. What about to spread disease? That is not so common. Although... What? Now that I think about it, they could be omnivores. Those are animals that eat plants and meat, right? Yeah. Man, sometimes it feels like it's been years since that first meteor crash. But it hasn't even been a month. I know. I'm really hoping Denver isn't as bad as I'm expecting it to be. What if it is? Well, then it is. Will we still drive into it? I will. You and Harris don't have to. I don't think we should split up. That's up to you if you want to join. What if it's covered in this? I swirled the contents in the bottle. Then it'll be harder to find my family. I have to admit, after we were sprayed, I expected to turn into one of those things. We still could. Yeah, but I don't feel different at all. Yeah, me neither. When you're bit, it can happen instantaneously. But that's the word. Could. When Eva, Mark, and I were staying with my buddy Brayden at his cabin, we found a guy who was attacked. His name was Darren. He was scratched and bitten, but he didn't turn. At all? Well, we left before he did... That's when we decided to head west. He stayed at the cabin with Braden and his family. He didn't turn that night we found him, though. But he did eventually. That's what I've seen happen to everyone that's been bitten. Have you seen a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. Maybe five or six. A buddy of mine turned in less than 20 minutes. Johnson put him down fast. <sighs> oh, man. What? I really hope that slime didn't do anything to us. I don't want to turn. There's always the other option. 
Ambridge patted his gun. I don't think I could do that. What are you talking about? We were in that bar with the creatures clawing at the office door. I saw you turn the gun on yourself. Yeah, I thought about it, but I realized I wouldn't be able to. It'd probably be an easier way to go. Still, before all this happened, I never even shot a gun. I don't think I could off myself, not even if I was turning. You say that, but no one knows what they're capable of in certain situations. Maybe turning isn't so bad. Let's talk about something else. Okay. what they're always fighting about. It had to be night. That was the only time when everyone was still in the house. We heard a lot of commotion upstairs, but it was all indiscernible. The shouting continued for a long time. I understand that this is their home, but why stay? It's what they know. This house is missing walls, the truck is done, livestock's killed, most of the crops are even burnt. We heard a tractor. We've heard a hammer and a saw. I think they're rebuilding. I still think it would be better to leave. And go where? Somewhere without... Aliens? And people. The basement was dark. I could just see Mark's outline against the wall. I couldn't see his face, but with his heavy breathing, I assumed his lips were slightly parted as he stared at the floor. When we find Scott, will you stay with him? In Ramona? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it is over there. It's going to be the same everywhere, Ava. You think we should head somewhere after Ramona? North. North to where? Just keep heading north until there's none of this. I think maybe, just maybe, the military will sort this thing out. That maybe someday this will all go back to normal. Then realism sets in, and I think things are going to get worse, not better. You say that because we're locked in a basement. I say that because of what we've seen. So yes, I think we should get your mother and Scott and head north. What about Christina? Christina was Scott's sister. She was bedridden. It was the reason why Scott went to Ramona rather than staying in San Diego. Take her, too. Head past Oregon and Washington, then to Canada. Away from the big cities, away from people, away from creatures. <laughs> I hate the cold. Yeah, me too. And you're assuming the creatures aren't up north. Why would they be? You said it yourself. They're here to dismantle us. That's why they've chosen all the big cities to attack first. And they're spreading their disease. There's no need for them to be where people aren't. Except we haven't seen what's inside those ships. So all assumptions are based on previous encounters. If we head north, the loud noise made me jump. 
I didn't even realize the shouting had stopped. Someone was in the basement. My eyes adjusted to the bright light. Hi. It was Melissa. She looked like she was crying. Her eyes were red and watery. She held a roll of gauze in one hand and scissors in the other. This is the last time I can change your bandages. Dad says we have to conserve our supplies. Does that mean we get one more meal too? I don't know. I saw Mark eyeing the scissors. Melissa walked over to me and unwrapped my head. She checked my scalp and forehead. I think you're okay. I can dress it if you want. No, that's okay. Save it. Okay. She then walked over to Mark and unwrapped his leg. Uh, how's it look? Not great, but better. You didn't happen to bring more whiskey, did you? No. Sorry, I... I can't. Right. The need to conserve. She shyly nodded and went back to work, wrapping Mark's leg with new gauze. Did your dad say anything about us? Just that we shouldn't waste supplies on you anymore. We're hoping to continue west. We have family to reach. I'm sorry. She didn't make eye contact with either of us. Are you okay, Melissa? I'm fine. Are you sure? Mark looked at me quizzically, trying to figure out what I was trying to do. I... I saw the bruises on your arm. I shouldn't be talking to you. Maybe someone should tend to you. I'm okay. I fell. It's okay if you don't want to tell the truth. The truth? I saw the bruises on your brother, too. I have to go. She quickly finished wrapping up Mark's leg and stood. Melissa, we hear the fighting, the shouting. Are you in trouble? Dad's stressed. So is Uncle Neil and Mama, everyone. I understand. What happened to you and your family is horrible. Dad says we can't trust anyone. You can trust us. You came to attack us in the middle of the night. We can't trust you. You had it coming. Mark. You attacked my brother. Almost killed him. But we didn't. We could have, but we didn't. That's not our way. Mark motioned to the scissors while Melissa's attention was on me. I shook my head ever so slightly as to not bring alarm to the girl. I'm sorry Dad and Uncle Neil took your stuff, but we had stuff stolen too. I understand. Maybe you can talk to your dad about letting us go. I can't. Please. No. He won't listen to me. He's stressed. He's been angry. But we won't take anything. He can have the stuff. All the supplies. Just let us go. It's too late. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have come back. Melissa made her way to the stairs. I know why you won't talk to him. What? I know why you won't talk to him. Ava, what are you doing? I won't talk to him because he's busy and stressed. He's trying to fix our home. And when he's busy and stressed, he becomes angry, agitated, and takes out his frustrations in a physical manner. 
He probably even says he didn't mean it after he comes. That's what my father used to say. You don't understand. Oh, I do. Trust me. No fall caused those bruises. Not on you, and not on your brother. He's been stressed. You can make excuses for it. I did when I was younger. So did my mother. But when I grew up, I quickly realized there was really no excuse. My dad is a great person. He cares for us. He makes sure we're fed. He puts a roof over our head just because he makes a few mistakes from time to time. Excuses. They are not. From time to time? Of course. I knew those bruises weren't the first. One day, you'll have enough. I don't know why you're trying to make me upset. I said I was sorry. I'm sorry for you being down here, but I have to go now. What the hell was that? Me, working on getting us out. By bringing up how her father beats her? She had scissors, Ava. You should have let me go for them. She was right here. I could have used my good leg. You could have used She didn't have the keys on her. How do you know that? Because her brother carries them, and only when we need a free hand to eat. You know that. So now what? What if she tells her father what you said? She won't. How do you know that? She's not going to confront him about his abusive ways. You so sure about that? Yeah. Why? Because I never did. I thought that was just a story you were telling. Like Dr. Catherine Bennett. I wish it was. Sure, it's this way? I'm not sure of anything. But last sign we saw said Denver 50 miles. As long as we keep heading north, we'll be fine. But I get so turned around on these side streets. You sure you don't want to drive? I offered and you declined. That was when we were on the highway. We were closing in on Denver. After a lot of diverting and traveling along some gravel roads, we eventually jumped on a highway again and continued north. Hey, look. We were approaching a small town. Harris weaved between several stalled cars as we entered the town with no name. Well, it probably had a name, but the welcome sign was probably destroyed. They torched it. We drove through slowly. Every building, every vehicle, every tree was charcoal black. Wind blew ash into the air. When we reached the center of the town, the ash was so thick it was hard to see. Was this us or them? Sadly, I think it was us. Why would we do this? Maybe it was overrun. You guys did start shooting at innocent people in Wanami. Hey, don't let me in with that. Yeah, I, I wanted no part of that either. That's why Johnson and I ditched. Hey, hey, stop the car. Why? Stop the car. Okay, jeez. One second. Keep a lookout. Jay, come with me. Uh, 
Me? Where are we going? Just come on. Over here. We walked along the ashy sidewalk. Ambridge made his way over to the charred building. The large window had been shattered and glass littered the sidewalk. He stepped through the opening and I followed. Look. The back wall had somehow eluded fire and instead was covered in the blue-green algae. What the hell? How did you spot that? Is that the same stuff? Looks like it. I guess that proves that it was us that did this. Ambridge motioned to the other burnt walls. You think they were trying to get rid of it? I bet this place was covered like that stretch of highway we saw. So fire destroys it. Well, for the most part. Let's get out of here. We rushed back to the car and quickly drove out of town. I grabbed the water bottle that housed the algae. The bottle was nearly full now. The algae continued to grow. Care to tell me what you guys saw? Holy shit, that! Hamridge pointed out the left side window. Outside of the town was more of the algae covered the ground and stretched for miles. That is a lot of slime. I guess they weren't able to burn at all. Unless... Unless what? Unless it grows back. My stomach wouldn't stop growling. Another day without food. I was trying to get some sleep, but I was so hungry, and I couldn't get comfortable. Mark was asleep, though. Somehow. I could barely make out his body in the darkness. It was slumped over as he snored. Someone was coming in. A flashlight beam glided along the wall. Whoever it was was trying to be as quiet as possible. The flashlight beam hit me in the eyes, causing me to squint. Sorry. Melissa? Shh. She set the flashlight on the ground between us as she knelt down. The beam hit the ceiling and allowed me to see she carried something with her. It was a can of corned beef hash. I brought you something, but it's all I could get. You'll have to share with him. Thank you, Melissa. 
But did you find out what your father plans on doing with us? I don't think he plans on letting you go. What? Please, you have to talk to him. I can't. Really, I can't. I need to reach my family. It's not up to me. Maybe not. But you could help us. No. No, I can't. I can't do that. You can. If you let us go, we'll leave. Your family can keep the supplies, the truck, everything. We screwed up coming back here. We see that. But we weren't coming back to harm you or your loved ones. We came back for the truck so we could reach our loved ones. I can't do it. Your father is going to kill us. No. Yes, Melissa. I'm sure you saw your brother carry out that body. He won't do that to you. Really? Look at the way he treats his own family. I motioned to her bruises. We're in for a lot worse. And I think you know that. Please help us. What? What's going on? Here, take this. I have to go. The keys, Melissa. Melissa! Oh, shit. Her brother appeared behind the dim flashlight beam. What are you doing down here? If Dad catches you... I was giving them food. He said no more. They haven't eaten. So what? We only have so many supplies. How good. Now we can see the family squabbles in person. Let's go. Upstairs. They just want to reach their family. No, Melissa. They came back for us. For our stuff. They'll hurt us. That's not true. Remember what Dad said. Trust no one. Now come on. If he catches us down here, he'll tear us a new one. Ben grabbed Melissa by the arm. As she grabbed the flashlight, he marched her back upstairs. What the hell was that about? Adam, in a tank top, ripped jeans, and disheveled hair. Dad! Melissa was standing on the stairs, leaning over the railing. Go back upstairs, Melissa. Melissa, come on! I'm sorry! You didn't listen. Ben, get your sister out of here. Come on, Melissa! No! Go! Now! Ben grabbed his sister's arm and yanked her up the stairs. Adam began pacing. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. Keeping you alive is more hassle than it's worth. Please. Shut up. Shut up. Adam pulled a revolver from his waistband. It was the revolver Mark and I found at the gas station. He quickly checked the cylinder. Need to conserve everything. But I think we can afford two more bullets. Please don't. Let us go. Not gonna make that mistake again. Don't do this. At least let her go. This was my idea to come back. <laughs> oh, God. Noble, but pointless. No sense in keeping you two alive anymore. No! Adam pointed the gun at my head. Sorry. It's about survival. 
You understand, don't you? I didn't say anything. I couldn't say anything. Stop! Adam grinned. I closed my eyes. I thought about Scott, about my mom, about Jay, about Mark, watching this unfold. I took a deep breath and waited. Do you hear that? That's a helicopter. Slow down. Harry slowed as we reached the hill. He pulled to the side. Now what are we doing? K keep the car running. Okay. Not you, Jay. What? Stay with the car. Harris, let's check this out. Harris nodded. They both grabbed their assault rifles and got out. I watched as Ambridge and Harris ran up the hill, past a row of stalled trucks. They stood up there for several minutes. What did they see? The helicopter was closer. Ambridge and Harris ran back. Well, shit. Did we chance it? I say no. What did you see? But they could get us more supplies. Are you kidding? They'll probably throw us behind that fence. What did you see? Another quarantine zone. And miles and miles of that blue shit. They have people out there with flamethrowers burning it. They're making that place as secure as possible. They won't let us drive through. But we're army. I don't like it. We passed an exit back there. Great. More backtracking. Hey, if we make it to Denver safely, then it's worth it. You really think they would just grab us and toss us into quarantine? Why not? That's what we did to everyone in Wanami. Good point. We turned the car around and headed back towards the exit we passed. We hopped onto a smaller road and headed northeast, hoping to avoid the whole quarantine area. When we reached the area of flat land, we could see nothing but blue-green algae. It really is everywhere. Jesus. I don't think a few flamethrowers are going to be able to destroy it. We could see the lights of the quarantine zone miles away. In the distance, two helicopters flew through the sky. Surveying the area, the sun was setting over the horizon. You think we're far enough away? Does it matter? There's no other road around here. Just keep driving. We were approaching a small river that bordered a stretch of forest. Hey, when we get under the cover of trees, let's find a place to stop for the night. We need to refill the gas tank, too. We should find a spot by the river. The noise will shield us when we can replenish our water. As we approached the bridge, I could hear another sound. Not of rushing water, but 
of whirling blades. Um, guys. Oh, shit. Ambridge spawned in the back seat. We're being followed. A helicopter is closing in behind us. Are they friendly? Harris, time to step on it. Shit. What are they doing? Get down. Now! Shit! What the hell are they doing? I guess we're not supposed to be here. Keep it going, Harris. You see those stalled cars on the bridge? I can't keep this speed. The helicopter flew over us. God damn it! Harris swerved all over the road, trying to avoid the machine gun fire. Ambridge leaned out the side window. Keep it steady. Do I turn around? No, no, get us to the woods. The helicopter did a U-turn in the air to face us head on. Ambridge fired. The helicopter ascended. Yeah! Out of our way, fuckers! You scared him off? No, I don't. It's coming back! Fuck! Get us across that bridge, Harris. But before we made it onto the bridge, we were hit from the side. Bullets ripped through the door and the roof of the car. Somehow missing us. Harris lost control of the car and spun wildly. for the car. Here. Ambridge handed Harris's gun. Out. I grabbed my handgun and jumped out. The helicopter was in the distance, doing a wide turn. Ambridge kicked open the already busted trunk. He grabbed a backpack and threw it to me. Run! I threw it over my shoulder as Ambridge grabbed another backpack. I turned and ran towards the wood line. I could hear the helicopter getting closer. Jump behind a stalled SUV as bullets hit the ground around me. I look back to see Ambridge and Harris making their way across the bridge. Keep going! I got up and ran. Stay behind the cars! The helicopter was coming back for another pass. Fuck you, you piece of shit! flew overhead, but continued to move as Ambridge and Harris fired back. I got up and ran more. I was almost at the end of the bridge. Went over the treetops. Another helicopter emerged. Oh, shit! Guys! It opened fire. Shit! The bullets hit the truck in front of me. I didn't even have time to react as the vehicle exploded, knocking me back five feet. I was in a daze. I shook myself out of it as my ears rang. I looked back to see Ambridge and Harris, each behind a different car, firing at the helicopter in front of us. There's no cover past the bridge! I crawled towards a van 
that lay on its side. Jay! I'm... I'm okay! The original helicopter was now approaching from the left. Ambridge looked over the edge. He then nodded to Harris as he ran towards me. Harris gave cover fire, forcing the other helicopter to ascend. Ambridge grabbed me by the shirt collar and tossed me over the edge, just as the original helicopter made its pass. I saw orange flames as another vehicle exploded above me. But then I was underwater. The river wasn't large, but it was fierce. I struggled to keep my head up. The backpack was weighing me down. I pulled my head above water just in time to see a large rock. I hit it with such a force that everything went instantly black. are going off. We got visitors. How many? I don't know. Tell Bench get the girls upstairs. Adam lowered his gun, grimaced, then ran upstairs. Ava, are you okay? I thought that was it. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. There was no talking our way out this time. Let's hope they take out the hillbillies. What does it matter? We'll still be trapped here. We listen to the screams and shrieks and gunshots. When the commotion upstairs died down, the door opened. I closed my eyes and waited for the inevitable. Holy shit. I opened my eyes to see Melissa standing there between Mark and I, keys in hand. Melissa? You promise you'll leave? Yes. You won't come back? Promise. She quickly undid our binds. Follow me, quickly. I helped Mark up. His leg was still hurting and he had trouble standing at first. Come on, Mark. I put his arm around my shoulder, and we followed Melissa upstairs. I killed them all, all the runners. We made our way through a hall. The back way. We passed by the kitchen. God damn it, Dale, make sure they're actually dead. Wait. We waited in the hall by a burnt bookshelf. I saw the gauze and scissors sitting on the only unbroken shelf. Part of the wall was missing near the end of the hall, and we were able to see outside. 
Neil walked by the opening with a flashlight and rifle. Who the hell cares? He ain't moving, is he? That's because I made sure. Adam! Adam! You get them all! Stay inside, Angie. Oh no, here comes Mama. This way. We saw the large lady with curly hair wearing a muumuu walk by the bathroom. She was facing outside and didn't notice us. Melissa waved us the other way. We made our way to the living room, but saw Melissa's brother Ben making his way downstairs. Dad, Grandma's safe in her room. Shh. We waited for Ben to go into the dining room and then made our way through the living room and out the front door. Go, find your family. Are you going to be okay? Yes. You sure? Just don't come back. We won't. She nodded and closed the door. Let's get out of here. We made our way along a stone path that led to the driveway, then out to the gravel road. What the hell? The moonlight helped guide us. On the gravel road, we saw a stack of dead cows, which had more cows now, and Carson, who was nailed into one of the carcasses, facing the road. A warning? Those guys are psychopaths. I feel bad for that girl. Me too. But let's hurry, before they realize we're gone. We crossed the road, entered more farmland, and headed for the woods. Hey, hey, wake up, man. <coughs> there you go. I awoke to Harris's face. He was leaning over me, grinning. Saved your ass. <coughs> I turned onto my side and coughed up more water. You okay? I think so. Good. Because we need to keep moving. The the helicopters? The choppers are gone. Probably think we're dead. It was pretty dark out now. The sun had disappeared over the horizon. Glad you're awake. Carrying you was killing my back. Ambridge? He's fine. Except he's over there. Harris pointed across the river, where I spotted Ambridge heading south along the riverbed. He was soaked, but still carrying his gun. How he managed to hang on to his AR, I I don't know. The backpack. Everything's gone, uh, except this. Harris pulled out a handgun. He checked the clip. Where's Ambridge going? He said he saw a bridge around this bend. We're walking to it so he can cross. The river's too wild for him to swim over. Oh. Can you walk? I think so. I slowly got up. 
I was worried my ankle may hurt again, but when I put weight on it, it felt fine. Good, because I'm not carrying you anymore. Let's go. I followed Harris along the rocky bed. Ambridge was about 20 yards ahead of us. When we turned the bend, we could see a small two-lane bridge in the distance. There. What are we going to do? Walk to the bridge? I meant after that. Who the hell knows? Get out of here. Find some place safe to camp for the night. Bordering the river was thick woods. I peered into them, but a growing darkness sent a shiver down my spine. Creatures could be in there. Where would we go? Where is safe? Why do you think they were shooting at us? Who the hell knows? Probably some goddamn order to keep everyone and everything away from their precious quarantine zone. But why wouldn't they just quarantine us? Look, man, you're asking the wrong person. But you're military. Not anymore. Not after I ditched. I don't know what the plan of action is now. I I don't trust anyone. Even me. (laughs) Especially you. We continued along the riverbed. It was hard to walk over the abundance of slippery rocks, but I did not want to walk in the woods. I think Harris felt the same way. Want to know what I think? About what? About the helicopters? Why they were shooting? I mean, I don't really care, but go ahead. We have time to pass. I think that wasn't a quarantine zone. What? You didn't even see it. Did you see a lot of people? We saw a good amount. A lot of tents, fences, crates, trucks. Maybe they were all military. What are you talking about? I read a book in high school. Some sci-fi one. I forget what it was called, but it was an apocalyptic tale about survivors trying to survive an alien invasion. They turned it into a movie, too. Shoot, what was it called? I think it started with an L. Not gonna be able to help you, buddy. I don't watch a lot of movies, and I definitely don't read. Well, it was like killer plant alien things. Sounds stupid. The movie was... But the book was pretty good. And in the book, there was a part where the survivors spotted some guys who were in the military. But they weren't following orders. They ditched and formed their own group. You know, for survival. Oh, like me and Ambridge. Kinda. But there were a lot of them. And they weren't good people. So you think that Quarantine Zone was a bunch of deserters? Maybe they shoot at all outsiders because they don't trust anyone. Like you. Or that's what orders are now. You really think so? We were driving away from them and they came after us. Oh, yeah. So maybe then... Hold on. Harris stopped walking and put his arm out to stop me too. He was staring at Ambridge, who was waving his arm wildly and pointing ahead of us. What's he doing? Shh. Ambridge knelt down behind a rock. He sees something. What? Oh, shit. That's when I noticed it, too. I thought it to be a large rock, but no. It was a thrasher kneeling by the riverside. Harris grabbed my arm and pulled me behind a group of large rocks. We ducked down and watched the creature. It didn't notice us. Do you see others? No, but they usually travel in groups, right? From what I've seen. What do we do? Stay here and keep quiet. I I think Ambridge has a shot. 
We watched Zambridge put the rifle against his shoulder and took aim. But then nothing happened. He didn't fire. What's he doing? Does he see more? Ambridge was making some kind of hand gesture that was hard to make out. Shit. His gun is jammed. What about yours? I haven't tested it. What's it doing now? I slowly peeked to see the creature bending down and lapping up water with its large purple tongue. Holy shit. It's drinking the water. It's drinking. Calm down. Calm down. But it's drinking, Harris. So what? So what? That means it needs water for nourishment. Okay, you can make your analysis later. Right now, let's concentrate on getting past this thing. I watched as the creature stopped drinking and started sniffing the air. Its mouth parted, showing rows and rows of sharp teeth. It could probably smell us. Harris and I ducked back behind the rocks. You have to shoot it. That's when I noticed Ambridge was gone. Hey, where did he go? I don't know. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to throw a rock over its head, and when it turns its back, I'll open fire. You run for the cover of the woods. Okay. You have a good arm? I used to play softball. Pitcher? Right field. (laughs) Just grab a rock. I searched for a good one. A smooth, shiny, brown rock that fit my hand perfectly. On the count of three. One. Two. Three. I didn't even look. I leaned over and threw the rock as far as I could. (gasps) I was about to run when... Uh... Harris? But he noticed, too. The thrasher wasn't there. What the hell? Where did it go? That's when we both turned and focused on the wood line. It was too dark to see past the first few rows of trees. Harris took aim and I quickly grabbed another rock. This one, a lot bigger. I don't hear anything. Me either. Should we run? I didn't see it go into the woods. We both looked at each other in horrific surprise. We quickly turned around to see the creature emerging from the water. Jay, run. I did as Harris said. I didn't look back. you did? Dad, stop! Back off, Ben. They just wanted to reach their family. Yeah, sure they did. Melissa! Melissa, how could you? Mom, they're not gonna hurt us. They won't come back. They find some weapons, they will. No, they won't. We already let them go once. They had their chance. You put this whole family in danger. You realize that? Neil, how you looking on ammo? Got enough. We'll deal with the dead runners in the morning. Ben, you're on guard. Any more runners show up and you make sure everyone gets upstairs. Adam, maybe we should stay. If if more of them runners show... I ain't worried about any runners. I'm worried about our stock. 
I'm worried about them coming to slit our throats in the middle of the night. They're not going to do that. I swear, girl, you open your mouth one more time. Ben, you keep an eye on your sister. We're not getting back, girl. You're gonna learn not to trust anyone ever again. Come on, Neil. We're going hunting. Mark, we have to keep going. We're not safe out here. I'm going as fast as I can. I wasn't sure where we were going. I just wanted to get as far away from that farmhouse as possible. We left our truck. We left our supplies. But at least we had our lives. We should have never gone back. Uh, hold on, I can't. Yes, you can. Mark fell to the ground. Get up, Mark. You won't get far. Oh shit. I saw flashlight beams in the distance. What? What are they doing? Why are they coming after us? Come on, Mark. I can't, Ava. Put your arm around me and get up. I can't run. Just get up. We'll find you. I couldn't believe they were coming after us. They had just been attacked by Shriekers. It was pitch black outside. And he left his family? Please, Mark. Go, Ava. I can slow them down. Hell no. I'm not leaving you. You know this. That's when I saw the flashlight beams part. They were separating. Ava, go. I am not going anywhere without you. Hey, hey. Your talking got us out of there. Now it's my turn. Time to get my hands dirty. You're not fit to take them both on. I can slow them down, though. I knelt down, grabbed Mark's face. You know I'm stubborn as hell. I will not leave you. You know, we won't be able to talk our way out this time. I know. I turned around to see a flashlight beam getting closer. Ava, we don't even have anything to fight them with. I do. I pulled out the pair of scissors, the same pair that Melissa had cut Mark's bandage with. What? When? Sit tight, Mark. I pushed Mark up against the trunk of a tree and ran off. I know you're close. I'm a hunter. I'm used to tracking animals. Adam! Over here! I found their trail! Well, well, well. What do we have here? 
We knew you wouldn't make it far. I got tired. Didn't think we would come for you? Was hoping you wouldn't. Well, what happened? Your girlfriend run off without you? I told her to. Hmm. That's a shame. Not really. <laughs> because she never listens to me. I ran out from behind a tree and jabbed the scissors into Neil's neck. Mark used his good leg to kick Neil on the knee. He fell, and I fell with him. Mark went for his rifle as Neil and I wrestled. He ripped the scissors out of his neck. Hey, you bitch, get off of me! I will kill you! He rolled over on top of me and grabbed me by the throat. He squeezed. I couldn't breathe. I kicked and struggled. That's when Mark hit him with the butt of the rifle. He rolled off of me. Mark jumped on top of him, put the rifle under his chin, and pulled the trigger. Blood and brain splattered onto my face. Oh, God. Oh, God. I quickly got up. The other flashlight beam was approaching. Mark, come on. Neil, where the hell are you? Neil! God damn it! Answer me! Neil? Is that you? I saw Adam approach what he thought was Neil waiting for him, but was actually the flashlight cradled between two low branches. Once he noticed, I could see the despair. He slowly backed up from his lone flashlight and stumbled over his brother's body. What the fuck? I wondered if he would recognize his brother. Now that he didn't have a face. That's my brother, you fucks! Show yourselves, you fucks! But he wasn't able to finish his sentence. Mark had shot him in the chest, causing him to fly back. Mark and I emerged from the dark woods and watched as Adam slowly crawl towards his gun. Uh-uh. I don't think so. <coughs> Go ahead. Kill me. Just don't harm my family. Noble, but pointless. <coughs> oh, so you're killers. Just like me. I knew it. You forced us into this. <coughs> no. No one forced you to come back. You did. He smirked. Sorry. It's about survival.
I blindly ran through the woods. I had deja vu of the quarantine zone when it was overrun. I could hear the river. I wasn't far enough. I needed to keep running. That's when I stumbled upon a lone cabin. It was small, located in a clearing which allowed the moonlight to seep through. I made my way towards it, slowly. Hello? No one answered, but the door was ajar. I still had my rock and I held it up, ready for anything. The cabin was only one room. It held a cot, a bookshelf filled with canned food, and a dresser that was open and full of dirty clothes. There was something else in the cabin. A person slumped in the corner. I jumped back, ready to run out, but the person didn't move. That's when I noticed the pool of blood. He was dead. Shit. I peered out the window through a torn and dusty curtain, but saw nothing. Shit. I kept glancing at the body, expecting it to move. Oh no, the thrasher was outside. What happened to Harris? It got him. It must have. There was no lock on the door. I stepped back towards the far wall, careful not to trip over the dead guy's legs. I gripped the rock tightly. The door opened and the creature snout poked in, pushing the door wider. The large reptilian creature stepped in. It clearly saw me. It slowly made its way towards me. I couldn't stop shaking. Where was Ambridge? Did it get him too? This rock was not a viable weapon, but I had nothing else. That's when the creature raised its head and opened its mouth. It was about to lunge. Get down! Over the creature's shoulder, I could see Harris approaching, gun raised. Shit! You fucking piece of shit! Harris ran in and kicked the limp body. Fucker! Harris! Who's that? Harris motioned to the dead guy. I... I don't know. Jesus! Harris had shot the dead man in the head. Just in case. Harris reloaded his gun. Were you bitten? No. Good. I'm gonna give you this. Harris held out the newly loaded weapon. What? Why? You'll need it. For protection. Harris! Jay! That's Ambridge. Obviously. I don't want the gun. You keep it. You need a gun. But you're a better shot. Sadly, that wasn't enough. Enough? Harris sat on the cot, 
and face towards the open door. There were two of them. I saw three huge slashes across his back that had not only torn his shirt, but also his skin. There was a large bite mark just below his neck. Holy shit. Harris. <coughs> I, I need you to take this gun. Harris switched and fell to the floor. The gun clattered towards the door. Harris! It hurts. It really, really fucking hurts. Ah. <coughs> I'm not gonna turn. Jay! Harris! Jay! Over here! Let me go get Ambridge. No. Get the gun. No. <coughs> get the fucking gun, man. I crawled for it and went back to Harris. Harris! I can get Ambridge. I won't turn. Harris's right hand started twitching uncontrollably, and a bit of foam frothed from the corners of his mouth. <laughs> Jay! 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 Don't! Don't let me! It, it hurts! I... I can't. I remembered the bar, and how I had turned the gun on myself. Even though I knew pulling the trigger wasn't an option. Did that make me weak? Scared? A coward? I hadn't seen anyone react this way. It really did affect people differently. Or maybe it mattered where you were bitten. Please, don't make me. I had never shot anyone before. How could I? Harris's eyes started rolling back. Oh shit. a bright flash through the brush. I ran towards it. I came upon a small cabin. The door was open. Jay walked out. Blood on his hands, arms, and shirt. He held a gun in his hand, which fell from his grasp once he emerged. Jay? He... He... He wanted me to do it. He begged me to.
When we reached the farmhouse, I leaned Mark against the truck. I'm going to get the keys. Ava. Mark, stop. I'll be right back. Be careful. I gripped the revolver tightly and walked up to the broken steps towards the front door. Before I reached it, the door swung open. Melissa stood there, tears streaming down her face. You said you wouldn't come back. I need the keys, Melissa. You promised. The keys. But she didn't move. She just stood there blocking my way. I slowly pushed past her. She didn't try stopping me. When I entered the living room, her mother sat on the torn couch. (laughs) You have no right. No right. I'm not leaving here without the keys to my truck. Where's my husband? Where's my Adam? The keys. You promised you'd leave. And we will. I couldn't stay long. I had no idea where her brother was. But I kept my eyes on the hallway, the front door, and the staircase. Don't give her the key. Don't give her nothing. They'll just take more. Mom, they're not going to leave. <laughs> Where's my Adam? He's dead. Uh, no! <laughs> her mother fell to her knees and continued uh, to sob. Uh, you said you'd leave. Adam. And we tried. He should have let us. He said he would leave. Melissa slowly made her way to the kitchen, out of sight. I was ready with my gun, ready for anything. But 20 seconds later, she returned. I expected her to have a knife. But no, she had the truck keys. You said you would leave. Please leave. Gladly. I felt sorry for the girl, but not for the rest of the family. I grabbed the keys from her hand and made my way outside. Ava, will you shoot this brat and end this? What? And that's when I noticed Ben. He walked out from behind Mark in the truck. He had a small handgun pointed at Mark's head and the rifle hanging over his shoulder. I quickly raised the revolver and pointed it at him. Where's my father? Ben, stop. Melissa ran outside and stood at the top of the steps. Where's my dad? He's dead, and so's your uncle. Lies! That's why we're here, and they're not. I don't believe you. Put the gun down. No way. You're not leaving. Ava, just shoot him. No! You think you can come here and destroy my family? Where's my dad? He's dead, kid. How many times do I have to fucking tell you? I could see the panic in Ben's eyes. Ava, shoot him. No, please, no more. Please, Ben, stop. Let them go. Please, let them go. You're not leaving. Ben! You killed my father. I'm not letting you leave. Your father was a psychopath. We did you a favor. Mark, stop. If you don't drop the gun, I'll kill him. Don't do it, Ava. Please stop, please. Melissa fell to her knees and hung her head. Ben took his eyes off Mark and looked at his sister. Mark and I locked eyes. Mark gave me the go-ahead. This was my chance. One shot. Kill him and leave this fucking place. Mark mouthed the words now. I took a deep breath. 
but holstered the revolver. Mark couldn't believe it. When Ben's eyes moved back to Mark, then to me, he saw me weaponless. He seemed to be in shock. Ava, what are you doing? I walked towards Ben. He quickly switched his aim to me. Stop! But I kept walking towards him. I said, stop! I'm not going to shoot you. I think your family has been through enough. And so have we. We're going to get in a truck and drive away. I suggest you get your sister and take her inside. You have a family to take care of. I could shoot you right now. You could. His eyes kept diverting to his crying sister. She looked up at him. Ben. She needs you. And so does the rest of your family. Especially now. My heart was racing. But after an excruciating 60 seconds, Ben finally lowered his gun. He slowly walked past me and over to his sister. He picked her up and quietly took her inside. Jesus, Ava, what the hell was that? Me, talking my way out one more time. And you knew he wouldn't shoot? No, I had no idea. Taking a hell of a chance there. Let's go, Mark. Let's get out of here. The next two days were quiet. Ambridge and I were forced to sleep in the woods. I hated it, but we had nowhere else to go. We were able to take some supplies from the cabin. A flashlight with a weak beam, several cans of food, some matches, two bottles of water, and a small brown bag to carry it all in. Ambridge was also able to fix his gun. We had no idea if we were heading in the right direction until... Hey. It's coming from over here. Um, do we want to walk towards it? I followed Ambridge up a hill, and that's when we saw it. A large city over the top of the trees. Most of the buildings were destroyed, a smoldering mess. Blue-green slime covered the broken glass and debris. Miles and miles of destruction. And hanging over it, one of the large alien ships. Is that... Denver? Used to be. Are we still going in? 
if California's like that, would we still go in? Yeah. You can always back out. No way. We've been through too much now. We're in this together. <laughs> okay, then. Something tells me this won't be easy. It never is, is it? Very true. Time to find another needle in a haystack. Ambridge patted me on the back and marched forward. I didn't want to admit to being scared, but I was. We were heading towards destruction, towards the giant hovering ship. I hoped California didn't look like this, but I didn't want to think about it. I gripped my handgun tightly, took a deep breath, and followed Ambridge. End of All Hope Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Adam Jetmore as Jay Nick Engelhard as Mark Jack Austin as Ambridge Ryan Wiggs as Harris Co-starring Lucas Webley as Adam Amber Lynn Nicole as Melissa Brian Messick as Neil Chris Davis as Ben, and Crystal Hall as Angie. Music provided by Eldritch Chichala at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, and Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www.7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.